OCRFM wish to advise the following program may contain information and subjects that could be deemed controversial in nature. The aim of the show is to provide an opportunity for listeners to discuss issues in a non-confrontational, fact-based manner. Should you wish to join the conversation, please feel free to phone the station on 52321919. You're listening to From Paddocks to Pride on OCRFM with myself, Jared. This segment aims to provide a voice to the LGBTIQ plus community, or as I like to call it, the LGBT sandwich. Our aim is to ensure the community is supported and to reinforce that you should feel accepted as you are in the town that you live in. While our views are not representative of the whole community, extensive research has been done to aim to be inclusive to everybody and spread awareness and progress people's viewpoints. Hi everyone, this week our guest speaker is Sarah once again. Thank you for having me. Uh, So this week is, once again, a special episode during Pride Month to commemorate LGBT history. Uh, We've chosen this this segment because on Friday was the 50th anniversary of the Stonewall Riots. Which is exciting. Huge part of our history. Mm -hmm. And I'm sad to say that I didn't know anything about it. So it's it's all learning. It's all getting to know our history. Yeah. Yeah. Super exciting. Yeah. News in our community. So, as I said, um, Friday was the 50th anniversary of the Stonewall Riots, which we'll cover uh, later in the episode. Um, The Victorian Pride Centre actually laid their first cornerstone. Mm -hmm. And they did a very special ceremony for it to bring it back to the land and everything. So it was an, actually, it was an Aboriginal ceremony. So it was very special. It was really cool. Uh, we actually uploaded it onto our page on Friday. So it's really exciting because it wasn't only a day to celebrate our past, but it also welcomed the future. So it actually marked the start of major building works for the Victorian Pride Centre. And Jude Monroe, who's the chair of the Pride Centre, said that the LGBTIQ community has no intention of returning to the closets of the past. The Pride Centre sends a strong message of equality and pride to our community, to Australians and our region. We are here as equal citizens celebrating pride in our achievements, our history and our future. The laying of the cornerstone marks our place with a very tangible symbol of hope. What a perfect way to... A perfect sentiment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We'll be right back after this break. May I have your attention, please? May I have your attention, please? You're listening to From Paddocks to Pride on OCRFM. Um, to start with, I'd like to thank Sarah for coming on once Aww, again. Thanks for having me. It's fantastic to have you here. <laughs> um, so as we said, we're doing an episode on LGBT history. Mm-hmm. This is our first history episode. Mm-hmm. So we'll cover some basics. Which is fantastic. Yeah. So let's let's go back as far as we can. As far as we're aware. Mm. Um, about... 
what life was like before the gay rights movement. Hmm. So you and I took a queer heritage tour in Ballarat. Which was amazing. It was really well run by Alex and Tom. Tom, yeah. Yeah, that was very well done. Tom's a historian, is he? No, I think think Alex was. Ah, okay. Tom runs a podcast. Anyway, they they are very knowledgeable. And, yeah. yeah, it was really fantastic. And I would definitely recommend going to on the tour. So hopefully they'll be doing one during Frolic Festival, which is in November yeah, in November. Ballarat. So in yeah. Ballarat, every year they do Frolic Festival. I believe this is their third one coming up. Um, so before the gay rights movement, we had some laws against homosexuality and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Um. But it was very different to what my understanding was. Mm. So I was unaware that it was common knowledge that female factory workers would commonly... Have sex with other female yeah. factory workers. Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know the extent of the relationships, but there was definitely the sex occurring and people were aware. Yeah. Um, so I think that we were just under the misconception that... It didn't really exist. Like, it was illegal, so they just didn't do it. Yeah. That's but that was completely incorrect, what we're finding out. There's plenty of other illegal things that people do, so why would homosexuality be different? Exactly. Yeah. And it wasn't just homosexuality as well. It was being transgender. Yeah. That that actually was a thing, and we talked about that in our first episode of the second series when we talked about stereotyping and social norms. Okay. We talked about, I have a name for them, Jack Georgensen. So that was actually the man that they later found out was actually born as a woman. So they were living as that person. And when I did that episode, I thought that we weren't too sure why they were living as a man. So we weren't sure if it could have actually just been because it was easier to live as a man. But what we found from the queer history tour was, no, there was actually a lot of people that were would be considered transgender. It's just they didn't have a word for it. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't have a word for a lot of these things and they were calling it something else. And it's really interesting how they actually find a lot of these articles, the search terms that they use. For instance, searching up too too bad to publish, too... um, I can't remember the exact words, but it was... Let me find it. I've got it jotted down somewhere. (laughs) Too shocking to publish. That's it. Too shocking to publish, it was. Yeah, it was just... It was a good tour. Yeah, back in the days. And we say back in the days, this was like the 1800s sort of thing. Like, it's not like we're talking the 1980s or whatever. Like this this was was, a long time ago. Yeah. I actually remember them talking about Jack Mm. um, living as a man. He had had multiple wives. Yeah. And I just couldn't figure it out in my head how (laughs) that had happened. Ah, I should have asked more questions. Yeah, it's very fascinating, but I feel like there's also a lot of gaps because there's a lot of things that they probably would have tried to hide. Like, for instance, we I watched um, Imitation Game recently. That's a good movie. It was a fantastic yeah. movie, but a lot of his research obviously wasn't published until a lot later on because 
um, of how forward it was. Yeah. Sorry, that's not the word I'm looking for. Innovative. So obviously they wanted to make sure that the no one else would have access to that knowledge. And what happened with him is that he was a gay man and he just didn't want people to know because obviously it was a crime and stuff and they wanted to lock him up anyway, even though he did such amazing work. Yeah. The one thing I found really interesting that we learned on that tour was that a romantic relationship between two people of the same sex could occur and that was fine. Oh, the love letters, yeah. It was the the sexual act Mm. that was the crime. Mm. So these romantic instances could exist. Like, you could write a love letter to a friend of yours. Let's let's go with a friend with quotations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was okay. Mm. I, I don't even believe that that was frowned upon. Yeah. Because that's just the way the relationships were. Mm, it was yeah. just the, the act of sodomy, as they referred. Yeah, and like Lani explaining to me that you give another woman that you love... White flowers as a way of showing them that you love them. That's cute. That you're not just friends. That you're special friends. Yeah. <laughs> She's doing this eyebrow thing for everyone that's <laughs> listening. It's seedy. It, yeah, <laughs> it is. And to see me do it is even worse. Ah. Uh. But it's really, yeah, it's interesting because there's all these things that you don't realise until you actually search them up and you're like... Wow, my eyes are open. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like there's so much out there that I don't know still. Like, I think amazing. the big thing I took away from looking at this history compared to when the gay rights movement mm. began was mm. that the laws had got substantially worse against Ah, yeah, so it didn't go from, uh, it was just the sex, like everything else is fine, but it's just the sex, whereas once these movements started progressing, it was like, no, everything is not okay, you can't hold hands, you can't write love letters, homophobia, like homophobic stuff. I was listening to a podcast to do some research for this, Mm -hmm. and they said even a man looking at another man could be considered solicitation. Oh. So it it got exaggerated at some mm, point. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was astounding. Absolutely astounding. So it somehow got to this point where the gay rights movement really needed to occur. Mm. Um, and the big focus for the show is Stonewall. Mm-hmm. So Stonewall was that big, um, let's call it a catalyst for the gay rights movement. Yeah, there's a lot of things in our history that really were, that sort of pioneered the gay rights movement and actually getting momentum and yeah. sort of getting us where we are today. So, like, getting us, like, marriage equality, because without those important cornerstone steps, we wouldn't be here where we are now. Yeah, exactly. So it's really important to acknowledge the elders. Very important. Very, very important. 
we say that the event as in we went to the Victorian Pride Centre and uh, sorry no we didn't go to the Victorian Pride Centre after they had the laying of the stone they then had this it was called a celebration of pride it was called a celebration of pride we thought that it was just like a celebration of pride talking about Stonewall talking about these important moments in history but yes it was very much a um after party, I guess, yeah, for um, good. the Victorian Pride Centre. So there was a lot of people and knew everyone and we're just like, hey, yeah, <laughs> welcome. We were the, the awkward new kids in town. Yeah, it was good. Pretty much. Yeah. But that's um, okay. Yeah, let, let's get back on track. Um, to get an understanding of what Stonewall did for the progression of the gay rights movement, we, we really need to address what Stonewall was. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. a lot of people probably listening don't know what Stonewall is. Yeah. No, I've spoken to a lot of people. They're like, what's Stonewall? Mm. Um, even people in the LGBT community have been like, what's Stonewall? I was like, what's Stonewall? Mm. But we know now and we're learning and we're sharing our information. Mm. So to begin with, Stonewall was a bar. Mm-hmm. Um, it did have a history leading up to the gay rights movement, but we're going to focus on Stonewall between... 1967 Mm -hmm. and 1969. Which is only two years. Yeah. But a lot happened in two years. Yeah. Yeah. So in 1967, Stonewall opened up as a bar for queer, let's go with queer patrons. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Very specifically cis-gendered white men. Yeah, in particular, yeah, Yeah. Um, which obviously changed. But it's also important to note that this was actually run by the mafia. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that was interesting as well. Um, the the gentleman in the mafia that ran the bar mm. was same sex attracted. Yeah, yeah, lovely gentleman named Tony. Very stereotypical. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, yeah, so it opened up in 1967, and it was an underground mafia bar because the laws at the time, as we said, you look at another man, it's classified as solicitation. Mm. Um. So these underground or illegal bars would open up um, everywhere, everywhere. This one is particularly in New York. Mm-hmm. and Which is why so, uh, yeah. Pride this year is so big in New York to celebrate the 50th anniversary. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the bar itself was two big dance floors, two bars, exclusively for queer men, which then expanded over the, the period between it opening and the riots to include uh, men of colour and lesbians and at the very end stage of their expansion, I guess, Mm -hmm. expansion of clientele, Mm -hmm. um, was drag queens. Mm. And some of those uh, were actually trans people. Yeah. Yeah. Back in this time, unfortunately, it was hard to differentiate drag Mm. queens and transgendered people. Mm. But um, even nowadays, sometimes someone will come out, like be a gay man and do drag and then end up coming out as trans. Yeah. That has been known to happen and that's still in recent times. Yeah, of course. So, yeah. yeah. So they were openly trans people and they were drag queens and that sort of thing. Um, and it was a place where they could be relatively safe. I'm not going to say exclusively safe because mm. these places were re- uh, frequently raided. Mm-hmm. Um and when we say raided, so raided by police, because yeah. it was actually... So to serve gay patrons in your bar could be actually deemed as disorderly conla- conduct and the owner could lose licences to serve alcohol altogether. Yeah. So that was another reason that these bars opened, because it was a place that didn't require licences and that sort mm-hmm. of thing, because it was underground. Mm. And it was very much... There was a doorman and they'd open their little 
tapping on the door and check if they knew who you were mm. or if you were with people that they knew who they were, mm. that sort of thing. Um, so it was very uh, in the know mm. as a location. Um, and that, of course, is going to expand over time. Mm. Um, and it was interesting as well because with the raids, they generally happened on quiet nights. Yeah. They generally happened on quiet nights and at odd times. So it was a case of it wasn't easy, like, sorry, it wasn't hard to get people to vacate and just come back later yeah. after the riots. I believe the one I've heard about was on a Tuesday and that's the only other raid I've heard about other than the one that happened on the night that Stonewall started. Mm, which was, that was a Saturday, wasn't it? Yeah, it a was Saturday a Friday, night. Saturday. It was on the Saturday morning mm. that it occurred. Mm. Yeah. Which um, was obviously a night where there was a lot of patrons. There was a lot. <laughs> so what happened was um, there was hundreds of patrons. Mm. I don't have an exact figure. Mm. But only four policemen. But what we might do is we might play a song just mm-hmm. before we get into the discussion of the riot mm-hmm. because our song is so relevant. Mm-hmm. We're going to play Riot by Three Days Grace mm-hmm. uh, based on its themes of taking charge and not backing down from a challenge. Here we go. Welcome back. You're listening to From Paddocks to Pride on OCRFM with myself, Jared, and guest speaker this week, Sarah. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I think I should also point out, because I have a habit of always forgetting, that during this segment, during this episode, sorry, every single episode except for when we have a gay list, we have question time. So question time, you have the opportunity to either give us a call on 52321991 or like comment on our Facebook page or send us an inbox. Just let us know a question. There's no questions too stupid. Just throw it out there. Even if we don't know, we'll try our best. Yeah, we'll Google it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we just left you on a fantastic song mm-hmm. about writing mm-hmm. to kind of segue into talking about the actual Stonewall riots. Mm. So, that's what they were. They were riots. Mm. We had Stonewall. Mm-hmm. We had hundreds of patrons. Mm-hmm. We had yet another raid. Mm-hmm. So, this was on the 28th of June in 1969, mm. 50 years ago. At 1.20am, two policemen came to raid the bar. There were two policemen already in the bar, undercover. So a total of four policemen, upwards of 200 patrons. (laughs) Very awkward situation. Mostly these raids would occur during the week. There was actually one on the Tuesday leading up to the 28th, Mm. and this was the first time that two raids had occurred in such a short period of time. Mm. So that was it. They came in, they started checking out the patrons, sending them off, sending them on their way, but they didn't go on their way. They went outside, they saw the weather was pretty pretty good, they thought they'd just congregate outside the front of the bar. Mm. And as people came by, they'd grab them and say, this is the situation, you know, this is a queer bar and we've been kicked out because it is what it is. Mm. And the congregation got bigger and it got rowdier. And it got to the point 
where the people outside, there was no one left inside besides the policemen. Mm. The policemen barricaded themselves inside mm-hmm. and called for backup. Mm. Little did they know that someone outside the bar had access to a radio. Mm. With this radio, they told the station, cancel that last call. Mm-hmm. So there was no backup coming. Mm. There was angry rioters singing and throwing things, just generally being angry, starting a riot. Mm. And it was all about equality. So it had got to the point where these raids had become a normal thing. So mm. when they happened, people would just be like, okay, we're being raided, we'll go home. And that's what the normal situation was, mm. but enough was enough. This was twice in one week. Um, there was some correlation with the death of Judy Garland, I believe, who was a big LGBT advocate mm-hmm. in the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that influenced a lot of the the emotional response, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so this went on. This went on for the whole night. Well, it went on till four. There'd been violence, there'd been punches thrown, there'd been injuries. No one had died. But there was a situation where that could have happened. Yeah, though. that could have so happened. So there's a lot of information on Stonewall. If you want further information, I'm sure that we can put up... Um, a link to another podcast. So there was a podcast I think both of us listened to that had heaps of information. Yeah, I think it went for nearly two hours. Yeah. It was insane, but it yeah. covered every detail you could possibly want. Exactly. So I think that we might post that up because that's... Yeah, I, I could sit here and talk for two hours about Stonewall. <laughs> um, there is so much to it. Um, really, the only other thing I want to cover was that it wasn't just the one night. Mm. So... It got to 4 a.m. and everyone went home. And then the next night they came back Mm. and they rioted again. Mm. And then that happened again on the Monday and on the Tuesday. And then the final time it happened on the Wednesday. Mm. So it went on for five days. Yeah. So obviously they were sick of the oppression. Yeah. They were sick of the oppression and they rose against it. Yeah. It wasn't something that just, it happened and they left it. it. They pushed. Yeah. They're like, you know what? Look at all the change we've had. Yeah, exactly. So it definitely helped pioneer what we have today, and it's fantastic. So without those people that were obviously oppressed a lot more than we are doing those actions, then I don't want to think about that. Yeah, I don't (laughs) don't even know what sort of life I'd live. I don't even know if I'd have a life to live. Yeah. Exactly. So for that, I am so very thankful. Hmm. Yeah. Do we know who started it? There is so much controversy around (laughs) who started it. Um, There is a transgender lady named, I think it's Stormy... Grey? No. Stormy Delivery. Oh, yeah. Uh, And there's also some things on Netflix about Pride, which so a lot of these strong characters that were actually presence at Stonewall and made a lot of, I guess, um, important decisions. Yeah. (laughs) At the time, they probably didn't see it that way, but I guess they were important decisions. There's some information about them on Netflix, so there's a few documentaries on there that we suggest checking out as well. Yeah. 
Yeah. So that's Stonewall. Stonewall was fantastic. I don't think it was fantastic in, in the time. Oh, no, at the time. But looking, looking back on it, it really pioneered and it's it's fantastic that that all occurred. Yeah. And obviously Stonewall wasn't the only riot that happened. No, there, there, were, were, there were many that occurred before and many that occurred afterwards. Yeah. and But this seems to be the big one. Yeah. The the catalyst, as we, as we said. Yeah. yeah. But we also don't know who started it. Yeah. But it doesn't matter who started it because we're all in this. Mm. The only big controversy behind it is whether or not trans people should be included, and clearly they should be because they were there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's really interesting because when we talk about Pride, we always talk about it as a celebration, but to begin with, Pride wasn't a celebration. It was actually a march. It was a march to be like, we exist, like, let us live, essentially, <laughs> let yeah. us be us. Don't push us away in the shadows and pretend like we don't exist or don't shove us into jail cells. Here we are. We're here. We're queer. And doing a radio show. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, do we think that leads us into our next song, Sarah? I think so. Does it? Yeah. Do we want to talk about us a bit? I guess we could. Mm. I'm keen for that. I like to talk about myself. Okay, so we've talked a lot about empowerment. We've talked a lot about how this has pioneered everything. So what does... Have you had any experiences where you've had to, like, make it really... I guess you didn't start a riot, but have you had any situations where you've had to really um, sort of be like, no, I do exist, and really it empowered you or anything like that? You know what? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah? Yep. I certainly have. So, I don't know that I've actually discussed this on the show before. Oh. But, I got to come out cry. to my family twice. Twice? Yes. So, once when I was really young, mm-hmm. I came out to my family. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was as bisexual, which is mm-hmm. not what I identify as now, but mm-hmm. what I identified as then. Mm-hmm. When I was quite young, mm-hmm. maybe 12. Mm-hmm. I came out to my family. Mm. And it was very much a situation where it was, no, it's a phase, you'll get over it, you'll move on. And I got to the point where I was like, yeah, okay, maybe they're right. And then when I came out again, Mm. the same discussions came up. Mm-hmm. No, I think it might be a phase. Well, if it was a phase, it would have stopped four years ago, mm. you know? <laughs> like, ma- maybe I'm not in a phase. Maybe this is life. Mm. Um, and I did have to put my foot down for mainly my parents. I think mm-hmm. my siblings were pretty understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, but mainly my parents, I did have to put my foot down and say, no, it's not a phase. This is what the go is. Mm. And I want you to accept that. Um, and that was empowering. Mm-hmm. I felt very strong mm-hmm. saying that and getting someone to understand. Mm. Not just saying it and letting them have whatever their idea was. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I had a situation. It was very odd for me. So when – so my – I'm not going to drink for this. Um, when my ex – I went to one of her football games and she actually experienced some homophobia and she was really upset. Like she was a 
she was crying. She was crying like it really hurt her, the stuff that this other, the opposition was saying to her and I don't blame her. And then it was a case of, no, you have to report it. Homophobia is not okay and especially not in women's. Like I know that there's stereotypes there and stuff, but it's okay. I think it's a case of we should be empowering each other as women. So you already have enough um, oppression there. Like we should be empowering one another. And then to have those low blows is just horrendous. So I've gone, no, like we've got to do something. And because I wasn't very affectionate with her at games and stuff and it, I looked possibly more like a friend <laughs> than yeah. a partner, um, I felt very empowered to sort of help her go on that journey to report it and everything. I haven't had too many empowering moments, I guess, because I am a very nervous, shy person. (laughs) Here you are hosting a radio show. (laughs) I know. Some things I do just aren't consistent. Nope. (laughs) But that's okay. But I guess that was empowering. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. We are about to take a quick break. If you'd like to join the conversation, call the studio now on... Five two three two one double nine one. Welcome back. You're listening to From Paddocks to Pride on OCRFM with myself, Jared, and guest speaker this week, Sarah. Woo. So, we're going into question time, are we? Yeah, which is awkward because I keep like refreshing the page, going, "Someone ask something, please. Just ask something, please. Ring. Don't forget, it's five two. Three two, one nine nine one. For now, let's do something instead. You've got some questions for me. Let's do it. Yeah. Well, we did a subculture quiz last week, and we found out that I was a sporty dyke, whereas we realised that I'm more sporty femme because yeah. we have to acknowledge the fact that I am still quite feminine. I love my dresses and my makeup and my heels. Yeah. So we're going to do one for Jared, which will I'm be... I'm pretty excited. Yeah. So, Jared, are you inspirational, bitchy, rebellious, emotional, passive, dominant, uptight, or submissive? Am I passive? Cool, we'll go with that. Next question. Choose the activity that best describes you. Well, I know for a fact it's not going to be clubbing. Hanging out, gym, chilling with the bestie. That better be me. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoying a glass of wine. Researching researching for this show because it's very important (laughs) tweeting facebook um or relaxing at home i think chilling with the bestie he has a lot of friends it's not just me unfortunately uh choose the music genre that best describes you is it reggae rap pop country classics dance everything or just mainstream i have to go everything I like lots of alternative music, and that wasn't listed there. Oh, well, that's a bit annoying, isn't it? Choose the video genre. I think it means movie. Okay. <laughs> that best describes you. So, romance, and it has a picture of a notebook. Uh, science fiction, adventure, LGBT movies, horror, comedy, action or classic. It's horror. It has to be horror. Horror? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Mm. I love going to bed and not being able to sleep because I just watched a movie. <laughs> okay. Choose the drink that best describes you. Shots, beer, soda, tea, top shelf... Oh, gosh. Top shelf liquor, wine, bar rail drinks or water. 
Ooh, soda. Fair. Choose the type of food that best describes you. Barbecue, protein shake, anything, home cooking, salad and a bowl of fruit, dine-in, fast food or takeaway. Mm. By the way, for takeout, they have like Chinese. Okay. So like. So takeout and fast food are different. Yeah. Um, can we go barbecue, please? Lock it in, Eddie. Oh, swell. 100% agree. And it's calculating the results and it has found heaps of ads. <laughs> I love ads. Oh, no. And ads. Okay, this is not what we're expecting. So for everyone that knows, Jared is a bear. Yeah. A bear. So that means like he's gruffy. He's very masculine. But according to this quiz, maybe I just didn't hit the buttons right. It says that he's a rainbow gay. Yeah, okay. What's the, what's the definition of a rainbow gay? I don't... Yep, so you're an activist of the gays. You're well, fighting yeah. for all things that are right. You believe in equality, not only for the gays, but for everyone. You're a social butterfly, easy to talk to and extremely friendly. Oh, okay, that's actually relevant. For yeah, some reason, okay. I was thinking that you were, like, really, like, colourful and... Flamboyant. Yeah, and very top. flamboyant. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, downside is that people might find you annoying, full of it, or too perky. I'm not too perky. I'm really not. But that's okay. That's okay. I accept that. But that's all good. Do you yeah. reckon it's time for our song? I reckon it's time for our song. Do we want to so, talk about this song? <laughs> yeah, we can talk about this song. Um, in the essence of Pride Month, mm-hmm. Taylor Swift has released a Pride song. Mm. Which, in its nature, is a good thing. Mm-hmm. I think that was a good idea. Mm. I think it misses the point a little bit, but the song itself has some good messages. Yeah. yeah. So it's a bit of a hard one. There has been a bit of backlash from the community about it because there's some aspects that it's just like, oh, she's just doing this for ratings, Yeah, which is very unfortunate. There's also no, not a lot of depth to the mm. content. No, it's just kind of what it is. Let's give it a listen and you can give us a call with your own opinions. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Okay, so this is You Need to Calm Down by Taylor Swift. You're listening to From Paddocks to Pride on OCRFM. We do have some events coming up this week. We've got the 2019 Vic, I'm going to call this NIDOC, LGBTIQA plus Pride Night. So that is a Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander um, Pride Night mm-hmm. going on in uh, Fitzroy this coming Thursday. Um, so the goal of this event is they have... Fabulous Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander performers and emerging community leaders battling it out for the crown. Um, That will be held at Evie's Disco Diner in Fitzroy on Thursday. And tickets are available from ticketbooth.com. So that's actually a wrap for our show this week. Um, But I'm going to pass you on to Sarah so she can give us a little bit of an idea of what's going on. Yeah, so as you know, this has actually been a break. A break from our usual very 
formatted, very organised. We've got six or to seven episodes and they're all surrounding a certain topic. So we're back into it next week with our series on health. So with this one, there's heaps of topics that we're discussing. So next week, we're hitting it off with the topic of violence. So... We're talking about domestic, both domestic and violence experienced by other people, so homophobic and transphobic attacks. So we've actually got someone that's a gay liaison officer coming in. So Adam, who's an officer in Colac, he's actually quite a fantastic person, really lovely. Glows are very important to our community. Um, so it's really exciting to have him on board and come and discuss this topic with us because the next series, there's a, there's a few hard topics in there. There's a few stuff that we feel that it's really important that we talk about because we all want to live happy, fulfilled, loving lives. We, and there's some barriers that we obviously all face. Yeah. So. Yeah, it, it looks like it's going to be a fantastic series. Yeah, very informative and yeah. fantastic. Some of the names that we've got on board yeah. to help us. Yeah, so listen in, everybody. Definitely. Make sure you're here 6pm every Sunday. Yes. So that's it. Thank you for coming on, Sarah. Mm-hmm. It's been great having you here. And we'll see you next week when you're running the show again. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is available as a podcast through all leading podcast apps and also through the OCRFM website, mm-hmm. I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I post it up when I remember, and if I don't, the station manager usually puts it up for me. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a link on our Facebook as well. Yes. But that's it. So we're going to leave you with that. And this is me by Kesha. Mm-hmm.